What's up, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz. Welcome back to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. This is episode number 62, and I'm talking about ab training today. If you guys have any questions for me to answer on the show, anything goes fitness, workouts, motivation, um, or nutrition, anything like that, go ahead and go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact and ask a question there. That is the place to get your questions featured on the show. And also, go to iTunes and leave a review. That would help the podcast tremendously and would really help me as a podcaster. Um, really just be encouraged and continue to come out with great content for you. Go to your podcast app, search Fitness, Food, and Freedom, click on the logo, click on ratings and reviews. Leave a review there. When you hit 40 reviews, I'll do a contest uh, for a, basically just a drawing for some free stuff, which is awesome, right? So go ahead and leave a review, share with your friends, get your friends to leave a review, whatever you want to do. And uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you for taking time out of your week. And thank you for your curiosity in the topic so I can get some listeners, and you can take in some content. Podcast is really growing, and that's all thanks to you guys. Thanks for the continued support and the continued downloads, the continued shares, and the continued uh, just kind of talk about the podcast. Really appreciate it. And I'm going to get down to the show. It's episode number 62 on ab training. It's a workout Wednesday, and I'm Jordan Stoltz. Let's go. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday is right. It is Wednesday, which means it's time to talk about fitness stuff. It's time to talk about my first love, fitness, right? My first interest, my first passion, and that is fitness. It's workouts. It's figuring out how to get your body stronger physically, which can translate into being stronger mentally, emotionally, in your relationships, in your business, all these different things. It all starts here in the gym. It all starts with Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Joining me today meant that you probably have some curiosity, some questions, maybe some confusion about ab training. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about just kind of an ab training 101. I did some of these like building the shoulders, um, the legs, different things like this. I wanted to do an ab one, just some some common questions I got. These are kind of just like a collection of questions that I'm putting into one episode. If you have questions, triplefpodcast.com slash contacts, your place to go. Go leave a question in the form there and you will get your question on the show, which is awesome, right? And you can get your question answered by me, Jordan Stoltz, Triple F Podcast. So I'm going to go right into the ab training topic here and I want to talk about Kind of in this episode, some common ab training, what people do and how this might not be the best thing, what's the function of the abs, the muscles of the abs, what does the abs really do, and what's wrong with the traditional movements, what are my favorite movements, and then just kind of give you some training considerations for these movements. So it's going to kind of shatter a little bit about what you think about your ab training probably, uh, but I do think this is some good stuff to consider, and it is 
an interesting topic for me. The abs, I mean, everyone wants to have good abs, right? You want to have that washboard. You want to have that six-pack. And just to kind of preface this whole show, and I'll talk about this at the end as well, but it is about the diet, right? It's about the nutrition. It's about if you have a low enough body fat to show your abs. Doing all the ab training in the world isn't going to show your abs if you have fat covering them. However, that being said, it is useful to have strong abdominal muscles and it's useful to train them, but you aren't going to have visible ones without lower body fat levels. And that's where most people need to start is dialing in their diet and figuring out how to get their body fat a little bit lower. You can go to triplefpodcast.com slash macro, and that will be a guide to setting your own macronutrients and um, just kind of figuring out the number of calories you need to get to that lower body fat level and how to track them so you know exactly what's going in your mouth, you get a good relationship to your food, and you become aware of what you're eating. It's a really important skill, and diet is the most important thing here. So to get right into it, common ab training really focuses around spinal flexion. Okay, Think of your common ab movements, uh, crunches, sit-ups, all flexing the spine. Uh, leg raises will be kind of flexing the spine as well. These are really common and it's a lot of spinal flexion, right? Very little um, spinal rotation, spinal extension. It's all flexion, which is a problem. Okay. And I'll get into that later. And another problem with ab training, what common commonly occurs is that they become hip flexor dominant. So you see this a lot, especially in things like leg raises, uh, where you will start recruiting the hip flexors a little more than your abs. And that's just because of what's really just uh, turned on in your body as far as muscle recruitment goes. And it's also just because of maybe you're doing too advanced of a movement, right? And this is, this is important. I, it's important to really know when you're being hip flexor dominant and when you're not. So I am going to kind of go over how to kind of take out your hips in the ab movements, but for now, maybe just do this experiment. Go do a whole minute straight of sit-ups with someone holding your feet. Okay, make sure you have someone kind of anchoring your feet. Do a whole minute of sit-ups and tell me what burns the most. It's going to be probably your hips. It's going to be that lower ab region and then right at the top of your legs going into your pelvis. It's going to be your hips that are really going to end up being tired first. And that's because you're probably recruiting your hips for that first movement of your abs, unless you're very strong. And you're going to do that just because your body is trying to find the path of least resistance, right? It's trying to do things most efficiently. And for most people, the hips are stronger, tighter, and they're going to want to work the most. That's a problem with common ab training is that it recruits a lot of the hips and it's not really addressed that people are hip flexor dominant. Another thing in common ab training is high reps or high time amount. Like I just said, a minute of sit-ups, you'll see that's very hard or high reps, you know, 100 crunches, um, you know, 100 leg lifts. These things are super common in ab training. I'll get into why that's a problem later. Um, really, it just gets into, to kind of give you a sneak peek, I guess, it kind of gets into how um, they're treated different than other muscles, okay? It's just that the abs are really often really often considered a kind of a separate region than your normal muscle. Now, it might be made of the same kind of muscle fibers as your biceps, might be the same makeup and respond the same, but people still think they need this certain kind of training, high reps, high time, low weight, these kind of things. And I'll get into why that's a problem later on. The function of the abs 
really is to stabilize. So there you have your a few muscle groups there with your abs. When you say abs, it kind of encompasses all of these. The abdominal muscles in the abdominal region technically are made up of several things. Some of these are muscles that assist in breathing, such as the intercostals, which are in between your ribs. Uh, you have internal and external obliques, which are the muscles on the side basically of your abs. I'm trying to keep this simple, but they are on the side. You To see these, you need to be pretty lean, very lean to see your obliques. And these are really the function of these obliques is twisting and bending at the side or anti-rotation. So if you think of someone, if you put your hands out in front of you, someone's pushing them to the left. If you resist to the right and try to keep your arms straight, that is activating your obliques because you're twisting against the force. You're using some anti-rotation properties. And then there is the transverse abdominis, which basically is like a corset kind of thing. It's a stabilizing, very deep, deep, deep muscle in your body. I think in uh, A&P class, so anatomy, physiology, and some dissections, dissecting a cat, um, and then also like doing some work on cadavers was really a eye-opening thing for me as far as these muscle groups go and how they lay out in the body. You see these in textbooks all the time, but until you really get in there, it's actually kind of hard to understand. But doing the cats, cadavers really helped really opened my eyes about how deep and how these muscles really are. So the transverse abdominis, very deep, which you can see if you do any kind of dissections or work with that. And you'll see that they're basic. It's basically right around your spine, right close to your organs. It's a very close muscle, a very interior and it very thin. So it's not a big muscle. It's just a very thin sheath that kind of creates some stabilization with the musculature around those areas. The big muscle that you probably think of, which is, you know, the six pack muscle is the rectus abdominis. And this is the muscle most people often work. So they'll do, you know, crunches, sit-ups, all this stuff, working that front of the abs, which is if you've ever been sore, that's probably where you feel it. It's the rectus abdominis. That's the biggest muscle group. It's the one right in the front with the, you know, quote unquote six pack. And rectus abdominis, will be kind of the aesthetic one, but not necessarily the most functional one as far as the three that I mentioned, the rectus, obliques, and transverse. Those will all serve different purposes, but most people will focus on the rectus abdominis. As I said, though, main purpose is spinal stabilization. So just like the transverse abdominis is a protective sheath around your spine, all of them really are protecting your body by stabilizing your torso. So you think anti-gravity, so if someone's you know, pushing your back, you can resist um, by, you know, extending against that flexion. If someone's pushing you in the, maybe you are, say you're sitting up, someone's trying to push you down. If you're fighting that, then that's anti-gravity as well. Um, Anti-rotation, as I was talking about, that's a big one. It's really about holding your body rigid and keeping you stable. Okay. It's really about keeping yourself a rigid, most efficient machine and keeping yourself injury free. That's a big part of abs is injury free. If you've ever had low back pain, you probably have started to train the abs basically just to protect your back. And that's, I mean, it's a good strategy. That's why people say to do that is because your abs really work on holding yourself rigid and keeping yourself stable. 
So I talked about some common ab training before, and I just wanted to go over what's wrong specifically with these traditional ab movements. I'm going to graze over these pretty quick because I want to spend more time on my favorite ab movements instead of just kind of lambasting other ones. Really, what it comes down to is the recruitment patterns and the skill levels. So number one, you might not have the recruitment pattern correct for the movement. So the sit-up tests I prescribed you to do, if you do that, you might notice some sore hips. Uh, Maybe uh, you're doing a leg raise and you kind of use your lats, your back a little bit more to pull yourself up. You know, there's all these different things. Maybe you have a sagging spine in your planks and you're using your shoulders to hold you up more than your abs. A lot of different things can happen, and it's all kind of the recruitment pattern. Are you actively recruiting your abs to the best potential? It's going to be humbling if you focus on this. You might not actually be able to do as many reps or as high of weight as you thought on things, but it all comes down to you know the squeeze that you think about. Think of that with the abs as well. It's just like any other muscle. You might use the hip flexors. That's number two. Very common. I already went over that. You need to find a way to deactivate the hip flexors and choose movements that don't use them. It's a very hard thing to do. The hip flexors just are eager to go. They're eager beavers, ready to go, but you need to kind of deactivate those to get proper ab training. Uh, One thing that's super common, I think, is that a movement or a hold or an exercise might be too difficult for you. So if, you know, maybe a full sit-up might be a little much, and that's why you're using your hip flexors. Maybe you're actually not strong enough throughout your whole ab region to hold a proper plank with your ribs down, your back flat, all these different things. It might be too difficult, and you might need to take some steps back, kind of check your ego at the door, and work forward from an easier movement. If the movement's too difficult, you're not going to get the right benefits out of it anyways, and you're never going to progress, which is the key to success there. Uh, these traditional ab movements, leg raises, sit-ups, crunches, even planks, could put you at risk of low back pain or injury depending on how strong you are, depending if you're using your hip flexors, if your recruitment patterns are right. The reason those first three were important is because if you ignore them, you might be at risk for some low back pain, low back injuries, or just weak abs that are deactivated in general. Now, I'm not completely against sit-ups and leg raises i think they actually have a place with the spinal flexion um, and you know lifting your legs up i think that's definitely a useful movement for our functional lives and i think they're good exercises right they stuck around for a reason but you need to be you need to really make sure you're at the proper place i guess each individual needs to be at their proper place to execute these properly you need the proper strength you need the proper recruitment you need, you know, to see them, you need the low body fat levels. Now you can't expect magic from certain exercises and you really should avoid them if you're not there yet for skill level. It's an individualistic thing. That's why it's kind of a vague answer as far as if they're good or bad. For some people, they'll be great exercises. For some people, they should scrap them completely. And that's really what I think about these exercises. Not bad, but you need to be at the right place for them. And guys, it's the return. On Workout Wednesday, June 21, my wedding anniversary, it's time for Stuff Jordan Loves. Stuff Jordan Loves. This is a part of the show that I kind of have not done for a while, probably 30 episodes. I haven't done some Stuff Jordan Loves. But what it is, if you're a listener who hasn't ever heard those original episodes, in Stuff Jordan Loves, basically I just tell you something I love. 
Weird, huh? <laughs> but stuff Jordan loves, I like doing because it's kind of a fun part of the show where I can just talk about something that's on my mind, something that I'm really liking, whether it's food, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a product that you can go try out. I like to recommend some stuff to you guys, some stuff that might not necessarily relate to the topic, but something that uh, I'm really crazy about at the moment, not really anything business-wise for me, like I'm not getting commissions or anything like that. Um, It's just something that I kind of think you should try out. And I kind of want your feedback as well. Like if you you think I should try something for Stuff Jordan Loves, give it a whirl. Um, Just go to facebook.com. It's Jordan Stoltz Fitness on Facebook. Uh, If you search for fitness, food, and freedom, you could probably find my page as well. Um, And then triplefpodcast.com slash contact, of course. Leave some stuff for me to try out and leave some stuff that you think that I should try for stuff Jordan loves. Today is related to the topic, however, and that is an ab wheel. This is a great tool for ab training, probably my favorite, and I recommend the power wheel from Lifeline. This is a little more expensive, uh, but I do like this wheel a little more because it's really big. I like the taller wheel. It's probably uh, eight, 10 inches across instead of like five inches across. So it's definitely probably about twice the size as your normal ab wheel. I like being a little farther off the ground. I like the stability factor. And the best part about this ab wheel is you can not only do you just rollouts with it, but you can actually hook your feet in there and there's little pedals, hook your feet into you. You can do walks kind of on your hand in that push-up position. You can do pikes, leg raises. It's a very versatile tool for your ab training. You can probably do five or six exercises just with that piece of equipment alone. That's the power wheel from Lifeline and it, you know a great home workout tool if you want to get some ab training at home, but you don't want to do you know, sit-ups and leg raises because of the reasons I went over in the episode. That's my stuff Jordan loves today is the power wheel. Go check it out. Ab wheels, great too. Your gym probably has one. Great home workout too, although I definitely suggest picking one up. Stuff Jordan loves. Workout Wednesday. So you probably got from that stuff Jordan loves. I like ab wheels and that is my first movement and favorite ab movements put your feet in it, do some pikes, do some leg raises, uh, some leg curls, excuse me. And then, you know, your classic rollouts with an ab wheel from your knees. Great tool because you're actually fighting that gravity. You're fighting your spine sagging down. You're pulling your abs in, bracing them. And, you know, it's getting harder throughout the movement as the wheel gets farther away from you. This is a great ab movement, probably the best you can do. You'll feel this deep inside your abs and that's because it's working the transverse abdominus with that bracing and it's working your obliques with your arms out ahead of you and it's working your rectus abdominus as you roll back in great great movement probably my favorite i think everyone should do it another favorite ab movement of mine is anti-rotations with a band okay so this is basically uh, so i i suggest you look these up on youtube actually there's a lot of great tutorials on there uh paloff presses with a band would be something to look up p-a-l-l-o-f presses and then band alphabets okay so you could search for something like anti-rotation paloff band anti-rotation band alphabets these two movements are going to be great for your obliques great for the recruitment of your abs and just focusing on that anti-rotation which is so important and it's often ignored as well another uh, exercise i really like is leg raises actually i'm I'm a big fan of them from the bar or on the floor. You just have to make sure that your 
hips are deactivated and you need to make sure that your strength is there. I really like, I think you shouldn't ignore how much abs are actually used on heavy barbell lifts. So things like heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, overhead presses, even bench presses are going to recruit and use your abs for stability, which, you know, can't really just be ignored. So focus on that. Uh, You know, you can focus on your abs actually bracing your core as you're doing these exercises, keeping your abs tight as you press something over your head or as you squat down. Really important to be able to do that and to recruit them in that way. Uh, Just like heavy barbell lifts will work your abs, I think carries are a great movement for your abs as well. So basically, uh, think of like a kettlebell front rack carry where it's kind of under your chin and you're carrying one or two kettlebells. Uh, Maybe you're holding something over your head and you're walking around with it. Um, Farmer walks, so heavy things down in your sides, you're carrying them. And then one hand carries where you're carrying maybe you know, 50 pounds in one hand, nothing in the other hand, and you have to work on that anti-flexion to the side. So that's a really great stability movement. Your abs are going to be firing the whole time to stabilize your spine there because it's going to want to pull you over certain ways. Really like carriers. I think everyone should include these. They're definitely a staple. Um, like I said before too, I think crunches and sit-ups have a place. But I think this should be done maybe with higher weight and lower reps. So maybe um, anywhere from 6 to 10 reps and you know weight that would make you do that amount. So not like 50, 100 crunches. More like you know hook a rope to a cable machine or you know maybe there's a crunch machine and you know do heavier reps with those. So you're really working those muscles. Once again, deactivate the hips. I'll get into that next. So I'm going to kind of go over some training considerations for the abs, and uh, these are just things I found to work and I think will really help your training. Um, Some answers to common questions, I guess. Number one is to treat your abs like any other muscle, to see them more, to make them you know pop or make them just stronger. You need to make them bigger. A bigger muscle is a stronger muscle. A stronger muscle is a bigger muscle. That's just the way it works, and abs are the same way. They are made up just like every other muscle as far as you know the muscle fibers spindles all that stuff but they're just like a muscle so you should train them the same way right if you believe in moderate reps 6 to 15 reps and your ab training is 30 to 50 you know why why are you spiking your reps so high why are you afraid to add weight to your exercises for your abs treat them like any other muscle choose your exercises wisely and you'll actually have much stronger abs much faster number two is to focus on stabilization do some of the movements i talked about carries heavy barbell lifts anti-rotations and ab wheels you're focusing on the stabilization of the spine and resisting gravity taking over on certain things and this is super powerful for increasing your ab stability recruitment and strength I really think that's the main function of the abs, and it really shouldn't be ignored, but it most likely is. Number three, I've talked about this a lot. It's deactivating the hips. And a great way to do this, number one, is to, um, to you know, not to go too hard on exercise. So if you're doing leg raises, maybe start from the floor with bent knees just to kind of work back and work through the progressions. So you make sure you're working on your abs. Think about your abs firing. Focus on bringing your, 
you know, on leg raises, your tailbone up to the sky. Don't just move your legs up and down. Think of it as like a spinal flexion. Actually concentrate on that spine extending and flexing and not just your legs moving around or your head, right? And then also a little tip, uh, number two here is to stretch your hips actually before you do your ab exercises. So just your classic lunge hip flexor stretch. Look that up on YouTube, uh, just hip flexor stretch. And um, great, great thing to do for your ab training. That'll kind of deactivate if you hold for like a minute each side before your ab training. That'll just deactivate your hips a little bit, get your abs started so you can start to feel them a little more. Number four of my considerations is to not overwork or overtrain them. Don't do your ab training every day. Don't do your ab training with crazy volume. You wouldn't do that for your other muscle groups. And if you overwork and really tire out your abs, you're going to have sore abs, which definitely isn't fun if you like to laugh or sneeze without pain. Um, or, you, you know, you won't be able to perform as well on your other movements. So if you have sore, tired abs all the time, you're definitely not going to be able to do your lifts the same because you're not going to be able to brace yourself as well. Number five, I think, is to build them with heavier training. I've talked about that already. Treat your abs just like another muscle group. Build them with heavy compound training. Find some good exercises you like. Pick three or four. Get really good at those. Get really strong at those. And then maybe switch them up. Don't always keep your abs guessing and do some crazy workouts. Really just need to get strong and efficient at using your abs. Last consideration, just to reiterate what I said in the very beginning of this show, Diet's what's going to show your abs. If you want visible abs and that's what you care about, it's diet that you have to dial in. It's dropping your body fat levels and getting to the point where you can actually see them. Everyone has the muscles there. Trust me, I talked about dissecting the cat and the cadaver. Everyone has a six-pack um, a six-pack shape, I guess, to their muscles. It's just the fat that's covering them. Everyone's are going to look a little different. Uh, like genetically, but if that's really your goal, it's all going to be about your diet. Workout Wednesday. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you for sticking with me for a little longer episode today as I talked about ab training. Hopefully, you guys got a lot of great tips and a lot of good considerations from this episode. Um, if you have any specific questions on your ab training, Go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Leave me a question. I will feature it on the show and answer your question in a Q&A episode coming up. Uh, also, triplefpodcast.com slash macro is the place to go if you want to dial in your diet, drop some body fat, and learn how to track your food so you're able to manipulate how much body fat you carry or if you can see your abs, right? Super important to a lot of people, and it's definitely best for health. So go there, triplefpodcast.com slash macro, and you can check that out over there. Um, check out social media pages, all that stuff. Most importantly, though, share the podcast, share what you've learned, and thank you for supporting the show. I definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. Definitely appreciate the continued support as the podcast grows. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. It's June 21, and this is episode 62, and I'm signing off till Friday. I'll see you guys then on Foodie Friday at the end of the week. Finish strong, everyone. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 